Luke Getze has nothing but positive words for Justin Fields and his development coming into this season. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about how Dante Foreman is really becoming one of the best value deals for the Chicago Bears by the way he's practicing in training camp and how it seems like the Bears are actually going to use him in this offense as well. And Javon Dexter, continue turning head. We're going to get into all that, plus the mailbag, right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm one of the hosts here, Hayes. You guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With all that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for the day. First up. Justin Fields looks like a different quarterback, according to Luke Getze, among others that have been there uh, to see him. And Luke Getze just having a lot of positive words to say in regards to his quarterback, Justin Fields, saying this, uh, that that he has noticed a gradual ascent from Justin Fields as he works towards mastering the position. He says this, last year was probably, I'm going to do my job. He's on his way to being able to do stuff like that. Th- that part has really been fun in training camp. Uh, we were in 101 classes. Now we're in 201 and 301 classes. He also says this. With any young quarterback, they have a really hard time of letting go of plays. You make the play call and you're excited, but the defense doesn't present what you want. Some guys just want to say, screw it. We're going to make the play and see what happens. But there's a patience to it. And we all know we will come back to it or maybe they will blitz you in a way that you weren't prepared for. It's about being able to respond to those things in the right way. We don't want to ma- waste a play, but we don't want to necessarily have to do, have to get everything out of the play we intended with the call. So he was able to say, okay, I'm hot. I'm throwing it hot. Uh, and it wasn't the just the premier look uh, which young quarterbacks struggle with. So we've heard that Justin Fields is calling audibles. He's adjusting plays more than what he ever has before. And that is something that has been consistently said about Justin Fields so far in training camp. He's understanding the ins and outs of the quarterback position at the NFL level even better than last year. And having an improved offensive line helps that. Having better weapons at that wide receiver position helps that. Having better plays called by your offensive coordinator also helps that. Everything is really shaping up to Justin Fields really making that ascent. Now, will he hit that 4,000 yards passing that he talked about prior to training camp? You know, that remains to be seen. But at the end of the day, Justin Fields and his leap and ascent towards being one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL is is what we're here to watch, right? Is that development part of his game. He's already shown he can be a dynamic playmaker and he can turn broken plays into positive yardage for the Chicago Bears with his legs. Coming into this season, we all knew we want to see now what is Justin Fields and Luke Getze, how do they grow as a quarterback, offensive play caller uh, combination together with the additional weapons, with a year of development, with a year of growth. With, with bringing in a player like DJ Moore. Everything is shaping up to that to be uh, the, the story to really watch. And I know everybody's going to have their eyes peeled during preseason. I don't know if we really are going to get a look at that full offense until actual, uh, the regular season games are going. But everybody's excited about Justin Fields. And Luke Getze, like I've said before, and many of you guys have echoed the same sentiments, Luke Getze's development as a play caller is just as important as anything else with this team. It's great to hear that DJ Moore has come in and been that dynamic playmaker that we needed and wanted him to be when we acquired him. Chase Claypool really changing the public opinion on him with his play and his consistency so far in training camp as well. We actually have a voicemail on the wide receiver course, so I'm not going to get too much into that right now. But all things are pointing to a positive direction for Justin Fields, the offense, 
and his growth and development. Now, one of the biggest pieces of that as well is the running game. The Bears had one of the best running games, if not the best running game, in the NFL last season. We did lose David Montgomery. We brought in Dante Foreman. We brought in Roshan Johnson. And while we've heard things about Khalil Herbert, who probably has the inside edge to be that, that running back one, Khalil Herbert leaves a lot to be desired in the passing game at times and in his pass blocking. Well, it seems like Dante Foreman is really turning heads for his ability to do that. Dan Wilder uh, of the Chicago Tribune noted that uh, Dante Foreman is earning the trust from the coaching staff uh, and showcasing his abilities as both a pass blocker, a receiver, and also a runner, which we already know, which is really good when you when you think about the fact that Dante Foreman only has 23 career receptions in five seasons in the NFL. So the fact that he's coming in and bringing that ability to be a pass blocker as well as be used in the receiving game, that's going to get him touches. Now, I'm, I, I've told you guys the whole who, who's going to end up being the running back one thing. I think that's a story we're going to get over the course of the preseason. We're going to see naturally what comes of that. But the fact that he's able to add that and, the, and they feel confident in his ability to be used in the passing game and his pass blocking, which you've also heard very positive things about Roshan Johnson and his pass blocking as well. But as I've said, I think they're going to plan to kind of bring him along a little bit more slowly and gradually. They're really going to you know, double down and, and rely on these veterans that they have here. Now, if you even want to label Khalil Herbert a veteran, he's still an extremely young player going into his third year in the league. But I think that Dante Foreman coming in and being what to kind of, you know, he's going to split carries. Um, he's going to do those type of things again. But if he can really be uh, be better at some of the things that are Khalil Herbert's weaknesses, that, again, just goes overall to the totality of that running back room and position. And I think that that's going to help overall as well. Let me know what you guys think. Do you still think that there is a chance that Dante Foreman could be that running back one when it's all said and done because of his ability to be used in the other parts of the game that, have been a struggle so far, even with all the positive we're hearing about Khalil Herbert. That pass blocking has been something that almost every practice we hear about a defensive lineman getting past him to be able to get to get to Justin Fields. But you know, let me know what you guys think on that down below. But all right, Javon Dexter is a player that he I love how just hearing about how players and their and their mentality, right? Javon Dexter was a player that came late to football. And we've heard now that he is a a film junkie. He's watching film, that he's been picking the brain of veterans of Justin Jones, Demarcus Walker, even Cody Whitehair and Lucas Patrick, and even linebacker Tremaine Edmonds, really coming to them for advice uh, that he's been that film junkie going in there watching it. He takes detailed notes as has been, um, you know, uh, uh, said about him as well, and that he is really looking to not only what he can do now to earn himself minutes, but he really does have his focus on being that great defensive lineman for the Chicago Bears, telling NBC uh, Sports Chicago this. I haven't even gotten close to where I want to be and the type of player I want to be, so I'm still working. I'm still asking those veteran questions. I'm still learning how to practice. I'm still learning what sets the offensive lineman takes. Uh, I'm still learning. I'm just doing everything extra, the asking questions, the staying after practice. I try to be one of the first ones out there at practice to get an extra get-off. So I try to get that extra stuff. I try to stay late. I mean, I'm invested in myself. I got to like all the little things at home. Like uh, the recovery tanks, the ice cube tubs, I'm invested in all those little things just because I know that's what it's going to take. Now, we've heard that Ryan Poles and 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 the, the front office here did a very detailed, um, you know, search and, and, and research and before they drafted Javon Dexter. When you look at this combination of size, speed, everything that he has in, the mentality of it now, right? Tremaine Edmonds even really giving Javon Dexter some praise saying this, 
He's massive for one. A big guy that can move. We love those guys. He's taking a step forward each and every day. His leadership, the way he goes about his business, coach preaches it all the time. It's a race to maturity. He's definitely up front with that. I love the, 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 what we're hearing from Javon Dexter. And the fact that he's 20 years old and he's already doing the necessary things to add to his game. And he said how he, because he was late to football, coming late to life coming into football, he felt like he had to overwork and outwork every single body ahead of him. And he's bringing that mentality to the NFL as well. Javon Dexter is one of those players that, while not everybody hits the potential and he has a super high ceiling, He's the type of player that you bet on to make the most out of their potential because of the way that he prepares, the way that he goes into the game, the way that he, the standards that he holds himself to. And as long as that maintains, we got a hell of a player in Javon Dexter, a player that I think is going to turn some some big heads this year and put some bodies in the in the dirt as well when you talk about getting to the quarterback. So let me know what you guys think. How, how do all those quotes and everything make you feel about Javon Dexter? But all right, let's get into the mailbag. We've had tons of overflow, so... As long as we have that, I'm going to try to work in a couple of mailbag uh, voicemails every day, even during the regular uh, regular daily episodes. This first one is from Indie Animal. Let's go ahead and play that now. Hey, this is the big Indie Animal. Okay, real quick. Now, last year, they had a, a tough schedule. They were completely shit. I mean, the defense was terrible. The offense was terrible. Justin Fields, were the only, he was the only one who carried that offense. Now, you improved the offense and improved the defense. You brought guys in who all have chips on their shoulders, who trying to make, you know, a good name for themselves. Contract year, you know, wouldn't be anywhere else if the Bears didn't give them a chance. Ryan Poe did a good job about that. Okay, cool. A lot of games we were in last year. This year, the schedule is so easy. We probably got one of the easiest schedules in the NFL this year. I see 11 wins. Easy. I mean, it's not a stretch to say we'll make the playoffs. I mean, it's, I mean, come on. It's, it's like, it, it's, we should win a lot more games than people think we should. Chicago up, bear down. Okay. I can't say that Fields was the only positive, right? Because our running back core absolutely needs, needs to be, um, you know, given its credit for as well. Our running back core last year got the job done and carried the offense in a lot of games. So just that, I agree with you. Justin Fields was the was super dynamic and all of that. We do have an easy schedule. We have one of the easiest schedules in the NFL this year. And I think that's why it's important that the Bears do make that move. And, and what we talked about in this past Sunday's live stream, right, which we're live every Sunday, whether it's a game or not, you guys make sure you tune in for that. Uh, but one of the positives in that was, was just that is the fact that um, you know, we have an easy schedule. The expectation now has risen to making the playoffs. Like I said, I personally don't care if they, we win the division or we come in as a, as a wild card. That's the next step in this development that I want to see from this team. Make the playoffs. Get into some form of postseason play and see how you stack up. Go through the rigors of the season as well. Going going through a season that you have playoff expiration uh, aspirations, I should say, um, that that's that's what and expectations that's the important part of it right it's coming in how do you perform in those games do you win more of the close games that you lost last year right those are the type of things that we want to see from this team and that is the next step in this development but to your point with what the bears have done now with that defense i think that you know you, you have to make the playoffs that's my opinion like i said i'm cool with it being a wild card i know some bears fans have it being something else but I'll say this, if they hit your expectation of getting 11 wins, that's a playoff team, right? That is a playoff team. And here's the thing, if by some crazy stretch of the imagination where the, NF the NFC is just crazy and 11 wins doesn't get you in the playoffs, 
I'm still fine with that, right? This team now, I know it sounds crazy going from a 3-14 and 14 team to saying now the expectation is making at least a wild card, but I think with the improvements that we've made and the natural development from a lot of our young players as well, I think that that's a fair expectation. But all right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from John Johnson. Bobby, D-Dub, hey, it's your boy John Johnson, rep South Carolina. Hey, just want to let you know, proud of my Bills for making the move that we did. We got Giannis and Kay. I believe that defense won't be shored up a whole lot better than what it was. Uh, I'm looking for our defense to make a big splash this year. I believe everybody's going to step up. I think that defense is going to be a little bit light years ahead. That offense, offense going to catch up eventually. But that defense... The defense gonna be south. They may not they may not start off that fast, but they're gonna be ahead of that offense for the most part of the season. Offense gonna catch up. But that defense should be back. So the monsters of the midway, hey baby, we back. We back. Sleep on us all you want. It's bear season. I'm ready for it. I'm head cracking about to be going on. Bear down. I think we're all proud of the Bears. Went out and got their guy and got Yannick Ngakwe that saw a, a player that, yes, while flawed, not a perfect player as most players aren't, he brings a much-needed skill to the Chicago Bears defense. And, yeah, the defense, we've already heard about it in training camp. The defense has seemed like it's ahead of the offense. And I think when you look at the veterans that we have there, the leadership, right, in Eddie Jackson, the leadership, and even the Jalen Johnson, leadership in the Tremaine Edmonds, TJ Edwards, bringing in uh, Andrew Billings, like having that Demarcus Walker, now Yannick Ngakwe there. Like, yes, the defense should be ahead of the offense. We have a lot of young, raw players that still have a lot to prove on that offensive side of the ball, but I think the defense is going to start off being ahead of the offense in the season, and that's what's going to keep us close in games. That's what's going to get us. Our ability to keep other teams out the red zone and out of the end zone is going to be one of the most important things. The defense absolutely has to make a big splash. I was talking about the defense being top 10 before we made the move for Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, Yannick, unique. I keep wanting, that was the default brain. Yannick Ngakwe. But I, I am now saying that with that, like, I, we, I, we need to be a top 10, probably a top eight to top five defense in the NFL next season if we want to hit those milestones that we want to hit as well. So, yeah, not surprised by that at all. I think when you look at there's it makes sense for the defense to be ahead of the offense on top of us having a defensive minded head coach in Matt Eberflus. That defense needs to be disciplined. It needs to now get to the quarterback and it needs to, to just be a solid defense overall. That's my opinions. You guys can let me know what you think down below. All right, let's get into the last voicemail. This one's from KD. What's up, Central Gang? It's your boy KD, man. I ain't called in a little while. I've been listening, though, for sure. But I ain't called in because I ain't really had nothing to, interesting to really say. But I've just been thinking, man, do y'all see a world? Because I, like I like our receivers. It's crazy how our receiver room went from our, one of our worst rooms to, to really the strength of the team, if you want to be honest, as far as talent goes on paper. Do y'all see a world where we keep Mooney, Claypool? Well, obviously we're gonna keep. Obviously we're gonna keep uh, DJ Moore. But do y'all see a world where we keep Mooney, Claypool, and DJ Moore? Like Claypool and Mooney signing the extension of the Bears? Because I know it's you want to be smart with where you spend. But man, bro, I love. I love. I used to. I played receiver back back when I played football in high school and college. So I, I noticed certain things that the average football fan might not notice that they didn't play the position or didn't play ball at all. And man, I love Donnell Mooney, bro. That's my boy. That's my boy. I know we've been hearing way more things about Claypool, but I love Donnell Mooney. I love what he brings and that chemistry with Fields. That's important. You want to have him with people he's comfortable with. See that Trace Claypool been doing his thing at camp, which is great to hear. 
But I just want to know, do y'all, do y'all see a world where we keep all three? Like the Bengals talk about keeping their big three. You don't know how true it is until people start getting paid, but how realistic is it to keep all three of those guys? If everybody, if everybody hitting on all cylinders this season and Fields have a crazy year passing wise and he putting up crazy numbers yards wise, interception ratio, the touchdowns, do y'all see a world where we keep all three? Cause I know you got to put your money in different places or do you see a world? Do you only think it's whichever second best receiver not named DJ Moore is the one that gets extended and somebody like, you know, Claypool or Mooney has to walk? But I would, I would love to see us keep all three, but I know it's kind of unrealistic. I was trying to see what y'all think. All right, y'all. Is there a world in which the Bears keep Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool, yes. I think that if this wide receiver core performs the way that a lot of us expect it to perform, if the Chicago Bears walk away from the season having one of the top 10 wide receiver cores in the NFL and God forbid above that by production, by getting into the end zone, Justin Fields, you continuity with your quarterback is important, right? And you want to have that, especially if you're having success. And if this wide receiver core has success and it translates to wins, I think at that point, yeah, you, you do it. I'm not going to put like a number on what Mooney and Claypool need to get for both of them to be retained, but I think it's the overall success from that wide receiver core and where the picks end up shaking out, right? If that Carolina pick ends up super high to where the Bears feel like they can get a Marvin Harrison Jr., maybe they don't re-sign both of them because they, they're going to have a young player coming in who's, who's immediately going to probably vie for one of those spots. But I think if, if this wide receiver core performs, right, that's the biggest thing is the performance and the value of that performance. That's what we know about Ryan Pohl so far. It's about the value. It isn't just about the output that you put on the field necessary. It's about how that value matches with the with with the books and the way that Ryan Pohl is trying to trying to structure all those salaries. And if that if the the wide receiver core that we have performs and there's value in keeping both those guys, that makes sense for a deal for Ryan Pohl. Yeah, I absolutely think that there's a world in which it happens. I don't think that we're coming into the season. I know a lot of people have that. Is it going to be Mooney or is it going to be Claypool? And that's a fair mindset to have. But I think when it comes down to what it, what it ends up being on the field, if it's amazing on the field, I don't see Ryan Poles just throwing that away for anything, right? Yes, you have wide receivers in the wings and a Tyler Scott, maybe even a Vellis Jones Jr. If he really gets it together, we heard some promising things about him. If those things happen, maybe it makes it a little bit more interesting on top of having the two first-round picks. But I think if you if that chemistry builds with your run with your quarterback one right your franchise quarterback in Justin Fields you do and you're having success you do everything you can to keep that core together for that continuity of your quarterback that's what I think let me know what you guys think on everything down below but that's it that's today's episode make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bear Central on every social media platform we're on you can also send us any feedback questions comments concerns. Chicago Bears Central at gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for any episode, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on Shy Town Up, but Bear Down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break. 
spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.